This isn't just a review. We're going beyond that. With your hosts, Dallin and Kyler, we're here to share the moments, magic, and memories that make films so special. Many focus only on what there is to hate, but if you look a little deeper, there's so much more to love. We hope the time we've taken brings just a little bit more joy into the movies that you watch and the world around them. starting this episode just a, just a little bit different today. Because normally we do like our little uh, like question or or like a cold open or something like that. Something silly. Yeah. This one's not silly. I just, I was like, I've, I've been driving around a little bit the past couple days. I've been seeing some things on like uh, different social media and stuff. And just like, I just wanted to appreciate how like pretty everything is right now. Because mm. we had so much rain and so much moisture over the past couple months. And, like, it's June, and the whole mountain is just green. Oh, yeah. That, like, that's never happened in Utah before. <laughs> like, yeah. it's always just, like, brown by this point. You get a little bit of green in, like, May when it's raining still. Right. But, like, it's crazy that over the past week we've had, a, like, a small rainstorm almost every single day. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, it's also good timing because it's been a freaking drought for, like, 10 years. So. Yeah, we had a lot of <laughs> snow too. Hearing all the, all the like, uh, everyone talking about how the Great Salt Lake was evaporating and was going to be gone. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy to think about. Well, but now we're getting flooding and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It, like, it's so much water so yeah. fast, but like, it's still a good thing overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to see. Like, it's one of those things living here is I don't appreciate the beauty, I guess, as much as... Well, it's weird, like, because Utah has so much, like, stuff. Yeah. Like, Allie always makes this joke about people who have boats, and she's like, where are you going to use it? Like, where are you going to go? And I'm like, there's actually a lot of different reservoirs that are very usable with boats. Yeah. Just, like, within an hour's drive from here, mm-hmm. which is perfectly reasonable. And so it's like, there's, there's like, just going to the other side of the mountain, like, Allie and I were over in kind of the, the Eden area, if you know where that is. Yeah kind of by Ogden, but on the other side. Um, and it's like, it's pretty up there. Mm-hmm. Everything is green. There's so many, like, trees and flowers. And, like, it's just, I don't know. I just wanted to appreciate it, you know? Yeah, it's always good to appreciate nature. And especially in the home state you live in, because we all got our, our perks. And ours is mountains. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of mountains. Yep. And very different from what we're used to, which is a lot closer to being a desert. Yeah. Everything's brown and dirty and dusty, and which is sad. Much like uh, I told you, this, this come back around. <laughs> much like the movie we watched today. <laughs> much like this which genre? There, there was a few points in the movie where we're like, did they film this in Utah? It's very possible because yeah. uh, the genre of movie is western, and a lot of westerns have been filmed in Utah, filmed here mm-hmm. because they're like okay we got to have that dry desolate sad looking place utah no <laughs> i know it's not always that no like cuz i mean they just need that that like open look you know that look mm-hmm. of like oh there's not a lot of you know settlements here and we still have a lot of places here in utah that look like that so yeah um i know the newer lone ranger movie with johnny depp mm-hmm. and army hammer Wow, those two both kind of went off the edge there, didn't they? (laughs) 
I don't know anything about Army Hammer besides the fact that we did a, a Man from Uncle with him in it. So <laughs> yeah, he he just had some like uh, text that came out about him wanting to be a cannibal or some some weird oh, crap. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And so, uh, but anyway, that movie, the Lone Ranger, filmed in Utah. Yeah. Well, another thing Utah has is a lot of like diversity and landscape. Yeah. And because I mean, we have five national parks. Yeah. And so uh, there is the the one spot kind of in the middle, but then also towards the end in in the movie. They're, they go to, like, basically the Badlands, and I yeah. was like, that look, I've been a lot of places just <laughs> like that in Utah. Yeah. But anyway. But, Anyway, we are talking about which Western movie, Dallin? Uh, there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, the Lone Ranger. No. no. <laughs> cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> yeah, I was telling you, for our first Western movie, it's pretty on brand that it's Cowboys and Aliens. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Cowboys and Aliens came out in 2011. It is PG-13. It stars Daniel Craig, Harrison Ford, Olivia Wilde, and... Uh, uh, d- 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 I, I, like, lost my train of thought. <laughs> it happens. Um, and Clancy Brown. And it's directed by John Favreau. Yeah, the good old Favster. Yeah. Johnny <laughs> Favs. Yeah. And for those of you who haven't seen it, which I wouldn't be surprised if too many people have seen it, but I also... We'll, we'll get into it, but... Um, bearing a mysterious metal, metal shackle on his wrist, an amnesiac gunslinger wanders into a frontier town called Absolution. He quickly finds that strangers are unwelcome, and no one does anything without the approval of tyrannical Colonel Dollarhide. But when Absolution faces a threat from beyond Earth, the stranger finds that he is its only hope of salvation. He unites the townspeople, outlaws, and Apache warriors against an alien force in an epic battle for survival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is... I mean, this is such an interesting premise. You were you were talking about the whole time how... Yeah. The, yeah. Like, who came up with this type of thing? Yeah. yeah. My first note is, premise is question mark? Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> who who decided we're like, yeah, we've had cowboys. And cowboys have fought like a lot of different things. They fought other cowboys. They fought Native Americans. They fought, you know, probably animals. Well, What and, about aliens? Well, I'm sure there's someone like that too. It's like, we've had aliens. They've fought a lot of different things too. But have they fought cowboys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like... It's. I mean, I'm gonna say it, but like, it's. I think it's probably similar to the the like classic cowboys versus Indians thing. Yeah. But you know, we don't. That word's a little insensitive. So, yeah. Um, um, but like, just the twist on that idea, mm-hmm. where it's in, instead of fighting other humans who are just different, we're fighting creatures intergalactic from, from another intruders. planet. Yeah, who are trying to kill us all. Because they're trying to find our weakness to wipe us out. Yes. Because they want gold. Yep. Like. <laughs> Did they say what the gold was for? No. Well, they yeah. just want it. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. I, I feel like that's um, an area where a lot of people will be like, why do they just want gold? That's dumb. Yeah. That's the point. Like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of love how simple it is. Where it's just like, oh yeah, they just want gold because it's it's shiny and it's rare and it's it's expensive. Yeah, and they don't care about anything well, else. Was it Harrison Ford that said, "What are they gonna do? Buy something?" Yeah, yeah. he, he was like, "That's stupid. Why are they doing that?" Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You it's... got a resident grump Harrison Ford. Like I was telling you, I will watch anything with this man. <laughs> like he is, he he is my guy that I will like, no matter how bad it is or how bad someone tells me it is. I'm like, yes, I will. I in don't a heartbeat. Care. Like 
I think I talked about it a little bit, but there's this movie called Firewall that he's in that is a, her, atrocious. <laughs> but I watched it, and then me and Jess were at a garage sale a little while back, and I saw it on DVD for like a buck. And I was like, I was like, I yes, need that. And she's like, did you say that was bad? I was like, uh-huh. It's got Harrison Ford in it, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, will you ever watch it again? I was like, probably. <laughs> I was like, and she, she just gave me this quizzical look, like, what? <laughs> Yeah. I'm like it's Harrison Ford. I watch I watch him in anything, yeah. and <laughs> in this it's great. Uh, he, you know he leans into his uh, his his grump, his grumpness. Yeah, he's very <laughs> very gruff the whole time. In fact, we we actually brought you, you. You asked me is like is he putting on like extra gruff? Yeah, just for this movie. And I was like, I think so. Yeah, like you could tell it in his voice. It sounds like he was making it even more gravelly. <laughs> but, <laughs> they're, they're like, okay, take the Harrison Ford and uh, uh, crank it up a notch. <laughs> Faster, more intense. Yeah, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> Does he have PTSD with that? You know, like, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, the premise of this movie is silly. And they knew that. And like, I don't know, because... I wouldn't say that this movie like doesn't take itself seriously, mm-hmm. but I think it takes itself just seriously enough. Where like I think the the way of sort of like describing that is that they don't ignore the premise, yeah, but they don't over explain the premise. There's they're just like yeah, there's aliens here. They want gold. That's a little silly. Let's get our people back. Well, that's the thing too that I was reading up on is that. Like, John Favreau wanted this to feel like a Western. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't want it to feel like anything other... Like, he's like, yes, there are aliens, but that's just so happens to be part of the plot. You know, he's like, uh, apparently the studio wanted him to film it in digital and 3D and, you know, or convert it or whatever. Apparently he stood his ground because he was like, no, Westerns are shot on film. And he mm-hmm. continued that. And so he wanted it to feel as much of a Western as it could. So... I, I, I commend him for that because it really did. It felt like a classic western, just with this yeah. interesting twist. Yeah, I think I think it it serves the the purposes of this movie that the the aliens in a way kind of take a back seat. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, they don't over explain them or like their biology or where they came from or how their technology works. They're just here. Like yeah. they they just serve as an antagonist or like a driving force to unite these people. Exactly, yeah. they're they're the opposition, but that's all they need to be. Mm-hmm. They're just bad guys, and yeah. so like it's just kind of nice that we get to focus more on on Daniel Craig and and Harrison Ford and all their characters. And, Sam Rockwell, yeah. yeah. Seen seen like all all their their issues and stuff come together, and and it's actually like. Uh, I don't know if you said it, but we, we talked about it several times, but the casting in this movie was just like, on oh, yeah. point. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, and they all worked really well together, too. Yeah. Because so. Harrison Ford, perfect. <laughs> and then Daniel Craig did a fantastic job. He did a really good job at being that guy who, like, he's still cool, calm, and collected, even though he doesn't know Jack. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's forgotten everything. But yet he's still like... He, you can tell he's clueless, but he's like, I'm not gonna show that I'm clueless, you know? Like, yeah. He's like when he when he breaks into the the chapel, I guess, I guess it is yeah. at the beginning, and he's trying to like clean off his wound, and then the uh, the priest preacher mm-hmm. uh, catches him, and he's like, Well, what do you remember? And he's just like English. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't know his name. Doesn't know where he came from. Doesn't know how he got hurt because he thinks he's been shot, but it, it was stabbed by a weird. 
like a laser scalpel or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, he he played the the role really well. And then you, you got Olivia Wilde, who that's also never really explained. She's just a lady from another place. She's, yeah, she's another separate alien. Yeah, that these bad aliens apparently ruined her planet too. Yeah. And so she wanted to come to ours and save us before you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was interesting. That I mean, you get the whole like, oh no, she's dead. Let's throw her in the fire, and then whew, big old rising like a phoenix scene. You know? Yeah, it's all that the flames like spin around and yeah, it was interesting. One thing that I thought was fascinating that you mentioned is, uh, and that I saw some of as well is the effects in this movie. It was almost like we could tell that they were from that era. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> it, it looked very early 2010s, you know, like, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, we can see some of the tropes and the uh, an- animation, the way that, that people uh, stylize certain things, or the way they animated certain things. Well, like, the way that some of the ships moved, yeah. it's like, it was similar to other movies. Yeah, what, what, I, what I was going to say is the biggest, like, parallel I saw, which I think... It might be related to the fact that John Favreau directed this, yeah, um, and he's been very involved in all the Marvel stuff. So uh, I saw a lot of parent, like almost like the exact same techniques used in like Avengers. Yeah, like the biggest one I I can think of is when the like Chitauri ships are coming down, flying through like the the street, and they're blowing up all the cars, and that just like the way that the explosions are set up and everything's like triggering down yeah. the street was almost identical. To when the aliens first fly into town in Absolution and then start blowing everything up. And it's just like all these big old fire plumes coming out of everything. Yeah. And I was just like, that's that's exactly the same. <laughs> they use <laughs> the I mean, same technique. I mean, it probably is probably a lot of the same people yeah. who, who worked on it, you know. like, um, And, I mean, just, you know, in a certain generation you have all these different techniques and stuff that they did back then. That, mm-hmm. of course, they would do for other big budget movies. Yeah, so, and even even the way the ships were designed with like all the weird fins is like yeah. very reminiscent of like the giant like space the leviathans. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, that is what they're called. Yeah. I, I was just like, I don't even know what to call them. Like yeah. giant space whales. That, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that Thor takes out what? Yeah, like three of them. Or Something no, like... he he took out one on the on the uh, Statue of Liberty or not Statue of Liberty, the Empire State Building. But, yeah, or actually, I think he was the Chrysler Building. I get those two mixed up, but <laughs> there's too many buildings. Yeah. Stop building buildings. <laughs> but yeah, it's just interesting to see the uh, like even me when she was like coming out of the fire, the mm-hmm. fire animation. I was like, that looks very early 2010s. Like it, there's just something about it. Yeah, I was like, I can't place like if it reminds me of a specific movie, mm-hmm. but I, I'm like, if I didn't know this was 2011, I'd be like, yeah, that that's early 2010s. <laughs> And it's funny seeing that throughout movie history where, like, mm-hmm. you can, at least for me, I've seen a lot of movies, so it probably helps, but, like, if I watch something, like, even though I know it's in the 80s, I, I can be like, oh, yeah, that looks 80s, that looks... That's an 80s movie. That looks 90s, yeah. that looks, you know, like, it... it you have, you have all the different things, the different uh, advancements in technology and stuff that you can see or the different techniques that they use because they don't have technology or whatever, you know. And and uh, like I was saying with the fire, it's like I, I was like, it's not bad, but I can tell, you know, that that's CG. Oh, yeah. they, you know, like, they did fine. Yeah. It's just the, the, the stylization of it is mm-hmm. what sort of. 
gives it away. Yeah, yes. so that's that's <laughs> another fascinating thing to see, like especially since like 2011 doesn't seem that far away, but it it was 12 years ago. Yeah. So, <laughs> man, this reminds me of when we were talking about Avatar. Yeah. We we're just like, oh, geez, we're old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like. 12 years ago is quite a long time, quite a long time for things to progress. And, you know, we've had a lot of progression. Well, yeah, we have Avatar 2 now. Yeah. And they freaking motion capture water. I won't get it. Well, I mean, back in in 2011 was pretty much the start of what motion capture is today because Mm -hmm. 2011 was when Rise of the Planet of the Apes came out. And that was pretty much the big lynch point for what motion capture is right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's fascinating to look back on movies around this time and see what was happening. Super and progression and well, and you even see like, look at John Favreau is he is such a, uh, innovator when it comes mm-hmm. to technology. I mean, they created the volume because they were like, we want something that the actors can react to. instead of just green screen. Um, and it's same with like the lion King, mm-hmm. the, the, the new one, uh, like, Say what you will about that movie. Quote, unquote, live action. Yeah. (laughs) It it is pretty much an animated... I mean, it is an animated... I think the only live action shot is like the beginning shot of like the tree and the sunset. Yeah. Um, But uh, say say what you will about that movie, but it looks incredible. Like Mm -hmm. like the animation and stuff that they use for that realistic stuff. John Favreau was like, I want to push them harder. I want to make it look... Like real lions, you know, and mm-hmm. same with he did that with Jungle Book, and he's doing it with everything he does now, you know, Mandalorian and stuff like that. He's an innovator, and so seeing where he came from, I mean, mm-hmm. one of his first big movies was Elf, you know, that's not a very technologically <laughs> advanced film, yeah. but just seeing as his movies go on, how uh, the technology evolves is very fascinating. Speaking of technology, it just uh, the the. the I love the intro to this movie, mm. um, where it's just like, here's some desert, and then just, <gasps> like, yeah, <laughs> he just wakes up, and he's just suddenly in the middle of the desert, he's got the weird shackle thingy on his wrist. And the way he tries to break it off of the rock, I was telling you how, like, it would have been funny if he, like, breaks the rock trying to <laughs> break yeah. it up. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like that shot, and I I like imagining, you know, that... They were filming that shot, so just imagine that Daniel Craig was down there the whole time, and they probably had John be like, "All right, and wake up," because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I of course have watched the behind the scenes of all the Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. and there was one time where, like, I was like, I was watching it, and I was like, "Oh, of course that's how this works," but it, it just never occurred to me. They literally had, uh, they were filming the movie and they just had J.J. Abrams there going, okay, Daisy, wake up. And she had to wake up. And I was like, oh, okay, that that, that makes sense why they would do so that. So they could like, time it with the camera movements. Yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. And I was like, I, it's just a fascinating small little behind the scenes well, detail. Yeah, and That's one thing that I think, like sometimes even I forget, is that pretty much like 100% of all of the sound in the whole movie is replaced. Mm-hmm. Like ADR right. and stuff. And yeah. like maybe sometimes it's still taken from like while they were shooting on set, but then they like isolate it and then we'll edit it and do all kinds of other stuff yeah. to it. And then they'll put it back in. So like it's almost never going to be like directly what they recorded while they were filming that scene. Yeah. And so they can do things like that. Where well, and same with like most people, I don't think realize that 
almost all the dialogue is that way as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We recorded after. Yeah. I mean, we didn't talk about this in our Logan episode, our previous episode, but like, have, have you seen that famous video of him doing the ADR uh, for him running through the forest? Where he's like, yo, yo, yes, yes, I have, yeah. I have seen that. Yeah, it's it, it's very fascinating to see. He's re-recording it all in a studio. Yeah, and just seeing him like scream in the studio, and then he stops. He's like, okay, let's go to the next one. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, I feel like uh, all the only scenes that aren't re-recorded are like small, intimate. You know, where they can get the boom mic good enough yeah. to where it's like <laughs> they can set it all up properly beforehand. But... Yeah, but even then, it's like. It, a lot of the times it's better to just ADR. <laughs> well, yeah, because, like, you can't control whether or not it's just a little bit windy. Mm-hmm. Or if, like, I don't know, a bird screeches in the distance or something like that. Or somebody sneezes. <laughs> or some dude's phone goes off on accident, you know? Like, yeah, like, like you could, they probably tried their best to avoid all that kind of stuff. But, like, it's just so much easier to be like, okay, we're in a studio. Well, and then you get stuff like, you know, what we were talking about when Daniel Craig has to pop up. Like, what if John Favreau did say, okay, Daniel, up, and he gets him up. You don't want that in yeah. the movie, you know? Like, exactly. So it's, it, behind the scenes stuff is very fascinating. And it's, a, I, I feel like a lot of people don't even really think about it, which is kind of the point. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I really love, and we, we don't talk as uh, uh, enough about it, I don't think, you know? Like how, like... yeah fascinating it is and how like just kind of painstaking it can be sometimes you know we try to bring it up where it's relevant yeah but sometimes like sometimes the the movie is just good enough that you just want to talk about the movie oh no that's fine and that's fine too but it's just uh it's really interesting to see you know how these kind of movies are made Mm mm-hmm Especially, well, when we have insight into it, too. Yeah. So, like, and I mean, whether we, we, it's something you read or yeah. something we've watched or something we've just heard someone else talk about, like... And, I mean, I don't have a lot of insight on this one. I was trying to get some, but they, on the IMDb trivia, they don't have a lot of, of stuff on here. But I did see that it looks like that they didn't film in Utah at all. They filmed in New Mexico, mostly. That would make sense. Yeah. Because... It that's was... where this movie takes place canonically. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but that's the funny thing is I, I mentioned the Lone Ranger movie. Um, I, it's, it takes place in Texas. Supposed to take place in Texas because mm. uh, he's a Texas Ranger. Um, but they filmed most of it in Utah. So, but that's because I think modern day Texas doesn't really look like uh, uh, old West Texas anymore. <laughs> so, I don't think Texas has nearly as much interesting like geology yeah and so so like i was saying kind of at the very beginning where it's like you get like some crazy rock formations and you can see all like the sandstone and layers of all that stuff and the goblins and all kind of stuff yeah. like that I, i'm sure texas does have that but like texas isn't known for having five state parks <laughs> texas is known for shooting people <laughs> <laughs> yeah which i mean can work with cowboy stuff yes right? <laughs> it works very well <laughs> But, you know. <laughs> you know, it's another fascinating thing that it relates to the movie, but it's, like, I feel like Cowboy is, like, one of the first, like, fantasies a kid has, you know? Like, I mean, maybe not so much anymore, but, like, you know, back in the day, a kid mm-hmm. wanted to be a cowboy. Cowboy was kind of the superhero back in the day where it was yeah. like, oh, heck yeah. And, I mean, we see that visage. Like, there's a shot in this movie at the very end where... Um, 
Daniel Craig goes to leave flowers at his old house and he sees the hummingbird and then he mm-hmm. leaves and he kind of puts his hat on and you got that silhouette of the hat and the just like it, it's such a badass you know kind of position you know like well, everyone think of cowboy you think of shooting them up and you know like train robberies and you know stuff like that especially in America yeah. because cowboys are almost exclusively American thing yeah because like because of the expansion of the West, that's mm-hmm. why we got them. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like oh, we're building up all these random little pop up towns every once in a while. And well, and westerns themselves have been in cinema for since pretty much since cinema has been a thing. Mm-hmm. Like we have had cowboy movies for, since since the dawn of cinema. Like I said, yeah. you know, like and so <laughs> it, it's such a ubiqu- ubiquitous thing that. It, you see that cow, that that vest, the hat, the boots, the holster, you know, the leather chaps. Yeah, the leather chaps, the the horse. It's like, I mean, that's why Red Dead Redemption is so fun. I I mean, I was watching this movie and being like, oh yeah, I've done stuff like that in Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's like the idea of just sort of the freedom. Mm-hmm. That as someone who like camps and goes out into the wilderness quite a bit, that's very like freeing thing well and i mean uh i don't know if you've ever taken like a horse like i know your your wife loves horses and stuff mm-hmm. but i don't know if you've ever kind of taken a horse excursion before i did that once for boy scouts where... I, don't like, I don't like horses that much yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i mean just uh for boy scouts once we took a horse ride just through the wilderness yeah and that was one of the coolest things i've ever done just riding on a horse through the wilderness it just felt like freeing you mm-hmm. know like uh just it it, it felt I know, like you were going back to your roots, you know, kind yeah. of thing. One thing I have done, though, I mean, the people who live in Utah will definitely know what this is. Yeah. Anyone else might not, but uh, have you ever done Trek? Yeah. It's a, it's an LDS thing. Um, but uh, I've done that twice, and so that's it's kind of fascinating to be like... And that you, has similar vibes. It's more yeah, pioneers. Yeah, you need to like, than, go out yeah. into, the, into the wilderness and you kind of like walk some of the paths that... Yeah, it's more of a, are, a pioneer thing than yeah. a cowboy, but yeah. You just sort of get a better appreciation of that. And like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a little bit weird, but it, it was kind of fun. Like, yeah. it was a fun experience to just like sort of, I guess, pretend you were back in the day. Yeah, yeah <laughs> because it, like, there's a lot of terrible stuff. <laughs> but it, it's funny that a lot of our storytelling and uh mm-hmm. stuff like that has come from the wild west you know and they call it wild west for a reason you know everyone carrying guns yeah th- there wasn't really that much law enforcement you mm-hmm. know the only reason they were taking uh harrison ford's son in this movie to jail was because he shot a deputy if he shot just some random guy he probably wouldn't have uh, you know they'd probably yeah. been like ah oh, man you well, idiot <laughs> here's the other thing is is when when the, he's like you gone too far this time yeah. like i mean it's pretty clear that that it, percy right yeah percy percy's been doing this for a long time because he's the son of the the, the guy who owns everything and pays everyone so he can do what he wants but like they they're just fed up with him and this time he he finally is gone a little bit too far and the sheriff's like, you know what? We can't handle you. We can't just stand by while you shoot innocent people. Like, yeah. come on. That's not how this works. Yeah. So it, it it's kind of funny to see that, you know, like they, they were just like, oh, you, you, shop, you shot a dead. <laughs> Sorry, man. I am stumbling over my words today. 
You shot a deputy. Yeah. And that's that's the lynch point. And then, I mean, Harris, or not Harrison Ford, Daniel Craig's character, uh, Jake, mm-hmm. he was just robbed and murdered, and, and he, he was a an outlaw. Yeah, well, I think it's interesting that they, they didn't recognize him until uh, the sheriff went into... Into the actual, like, station, I guess. Yeah. I don't even know what you call it at that point. Real like quick, the... um, my wife has a, a, an anecdote about her, oh. pie, her, her Trek day. She said, oh. she said she left Trek the second day to go to a One Direction concert. It really helped her get in her pioneer roots. You know what? <laughs> I, can, I can get behind that. I can support that. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, just real quick, another anecdote about my Trek experiences. Uh, it, we had a big rainstorm, and it flooded yeah. our tent, me, me oh. and a couple other kids. Jeez. So we didn't have another tent, so they had to put us in the refrigerator truck. <laughs> yeah. But did they turn the refrigerator off? No, but it wasn't, it wasn't that cold, to be honest. But He's like, bundle up, boys. I hope you brought a coat in the I, middle of the summer in the desert. I was like 15, desert. 16 at the time, so we we just ate the, the food that oh, was in man, there. That's but, amazing. Nah. <laughs> But yeah, Trek was a good time. Really, like Jess said, really helped us uh, stay in touch with our pioneer roots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just, I love this like westerny genre because it, it's, it just feels so classic, I guess. You know, it's something that I don't mm. think is going to go away anytime soon. Like, yeah, we've had less of it. But like, that's what I feel about, you know... Like, people talk about, you know, like, the superhero movies and stuff like that. They're like, oh, are we having superhero fatigue or superhero... I'm like, oh, maybe some people. But, like, superheroes also seems like the thing that Westerns had been. Where, back in the day, that's all everybody was making was Westerns. Yeah. Everybody made Westerns. And, yeah, it stopped, you know, a little bit. But we're still making Westerns today. I mean, there's one that came out recently that I've heard is really good. It's with Nick Cage. Nick Cage's first Western movie. Apparently, he's really good in it. It wasn't uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, was it? No. no, no. We, that is not a Western movie. We need to do that one. Yeah. <laughs> that one's hilarious. Um, but no. Uh, and so, like, we are still making them today. And, like, yes, they have stopped a little bit. Slowed down. Yeah, they've slowed yeah. down, but they're not gonna go anywhere, and that's what how I feel about like superhero films. It's such a uh, a big genre of movies that like has untapped potential. Like I feel like you wouldn't think of western movies being so like like have this well of stories that can be told about it, but it's a mm-hmm. it's interesting because like when you watch a western film, it almost feels like another place. You know, because like you said, it's such an open environment, such a very different world. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everyone with those accents, everyone with the, the, the specific outfits and things, you know, like you have the cowboys, you have the bartenders that have the little, uh, the little things on their arms, you know. I you know what you call them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. You have the priests, you know, there's always a priest. There's, uh, I mean, there's just, you know, the Native Americans, you know, you have all, it, it, it feels like, such a long, long time ago that, like, it almost is, like, medieval, where it, it feels like another world. I think, oh, that's a, that's fascinating. Is it the equivalent of, like, medieval, like, period pieces for, like, Europe? 
Oh, but yeah. But for America? I mean, <laughs> kind of. It's kind of like... Okay. Oh, oh hold on. <laughs> remember? I don't remember when it was, but we were talking about dragons. Mm-hmm. No, it was dinosaur. Because I was talking about how dinosaurs are like the American equivalent of dragons. Yeah. Because we didn't have... We don't have that, like, long of a history. Right. At least, like, you know, the, the American civilization is the way it is today. But, like, we didn't have all those legends of dragons and stuff like that. So it was dinosaurs that we dug well, up. I and, can see a similar thing. Because, like, obviously Americans like, you know, medieval stuff and things like that. But I can obviously see, like, why Western became so popular is because we don't have kings. We don't have swords and things. That's not what we think of. We mm-hmm. think of guns, horses... And a bit of chewing tobacco. You know, like... <laughs> Rootin', tootin', spittin', shootin'. Alcohol and, and robbing trains. and yeah, That's the American <laughs> way, baby. The American dream, robbing <laughs> trains. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. And we wonder why other, the rest of the world thinks we're ridiculous. <laughs> we know. We know why. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a, that's a funny comparison, you know? That's a, it, it, it's it's kind of fascinating. Yeah, because, like, I don't know. I just think about, like, King Arthur. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, we don't got that. We got, like, the Lone Ranger. We got Wyatt Earp, you know? like <laughs> <laughs> It's just, it's weird. Yeah. But fascinating to think about. I'd like to see if, like, at some point if I could go in and, like, do find some more parallels right, between yeah. those two. Yeah, we, yeah, we don't have King Arthur. We got Wyatt Earp. We got the Sundance Kid. You know, we got... <laughs> Oh yeah. man, yeah, it's it's fascinating, and and just like I said, how it's just been here since, but forever. But also because we're Americans, we gotta throw aliens in there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta be like, all right, we're going back to our roots. We're making another Western movie, but let's throw in aliens this time just for fun. <laughs> it's really interesting too how like. You, you kind of see how actors, you know, when they do their first Western, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm doing a Western. It, it, I, I've made it, you know. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, there's a story about how when they did Back to the Future 3, um, Michael J. Fox wanted it to be as, like, he's like, I want to treat this as it's a Western because this is probably the only Western I'm going to be able to do. And that's why they they were pretty faithful to it, you know, uh, uh, even though it was Back to the Future. And so it's it's funny how it's kind of a rite of passage. It's like you're like I made it since I've done a western, you know. And yeah. it's even better if Sam Elliott's in there. <laughs> you remember who he is, right? Yeah. He's the guy with the big bushy white mustache who's in a lot of stuff. He was in Parks and Rec. He played the other Ron. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just saw a clip of that the other day. It was like it's like what's your last name? Done. Is that your last name, or are you telling me you're finished? Both. <laughs> I like Ron. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he's he's been in a lot of westerns. That would make so. sense. Yep. He very much looks the part. Yep. And he, like if I pulled up on a ranch that was out in like the middle of nowhere, I've been driving for like four hours and, and I, I just like pulled up to the gate and he walked out and was like, What you wanna do what you doing here? I'd be like, Yep, that's the guy. That's him right there. <laughs> That's that man is what appears in my mind when I picture this scenario. You need some help, friend. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need some gas. But yeah, it's just I, I really like how we're still at the point where we're like, okay, what can we do to make westerns feel fresh? 
aliens. And you know what? Okay. It works. Yeah. Like, it weirdly works. And and here's the thing. I was just talking to our friend Aaron, like, a week or two ago. And we were talking about a bunch of different movies. We got caught up on the, the whole, like, Godzilla yeah. the cinematic universe and a couple other things. And then, I don't remember how we got into <laughs> it, but I brought up, I was like, Cowboys and Aliens? That's a good movie. Yeah. And he was like, it is. And then, like, there's two other guys we were talking to, and they're all like, yeah. And so... I find it fascinating that, like, this movie has, like, less than 50% on, like, Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Yeah, and even the audience score is less yeah. than 50%. But, like, yeah. I've never encountered someone, and maybe it's just because I, I spend a lot of time with like-minded individuals, but, like, I've never encountered someone so far who's, who I've told them about this movie and how I like it, and they're like, yeah, no, that's a bad movie. Right. They've always been like, that movie's actually surprisingly good. Well, yeah, most people I talk to about it, they're like, oh, yeah, I like that movie. And, I mean... Yeah, this movie has good action. I like it. It's got some pretty good humor. I mean, there were a couple times you and I laughed out loud. Yeah. Like when uh, they were going to the boat, and was it Sam Rockwell? was yeah. like, I don't know much about boats, but I'm pretty sure that's upside down. Because <laughs> you expect him to be like, I don't know much about boats, but I don't think that's where it's supposed to be. Because it was, it was crashed upside down in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, no, that one's just upside down and th- that got us. Yeah. It got us pretty good. He had a, he had a bunch of one-liners too. Yeah, he did. Cause there's the one earlier where the guy's like, he's like, they stole your wife. She's probably dead. And he's like, why you say that? He's like, well, there's roping them, probably using them for food. And he's like, oh, if I was them, I'd start with your wife. And he's like, can you do something useful? Like go, <laughs> go like cook some beans or something. I was just yeah. like, <laughs> What yeah. is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Sam Rockwell. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's got good action, good humor. I mean, yeah. the character moments are really good too. I really like Harrison Ford and his adopted son, you know, and the, the stuff that they kind of went through. Yeah. Um, and the stuff with his actual son as well. And just like I said at the beginning, how this these aliens brought all these people together at, at the end. Yeah. And it's it's a lot of like pretty simple characters sure. yeah um but they all do their job mm-hmm. correctly and like the priest he he helps give um jake the pushes he needs at the beginning as well as some other characters yeah well. especially sam rockwell um, yeah <clears throat> and he's like teach him how to shoot and stuff like that but then his death is sort of that moment that sort of catalyzes a couple people and be like all right we really got to like you know, well, that's when they aliens. lost some of their people too. Is uh, uh, when he died, uh, they were like, "Where's the men?" And uh, he's like, "Yeah, he's uh, like a bunch of ran... the other people that came with them mm-hmm. ran away," yeah. which makes sense. Like that's actually another small thing that I really appreciate about this movie is that I I think I've mentioned it a couple times before, but like things are scary when they're unexplained, mm-hmm. and so because they never like have that like monologue or not even a monologue necessarily but like that exposition moment where they explain the everything about the aliens long ago yeah. yeah because they never had that the aliens continued to be scary the whole time yeah because i mean first of all they look freaky yeah those they got weird, like little arms they, they like chest opens up and like unfurls and they got weird little like creepy gangly arms on the inside yeah like little t-rex arms that come out yeah yeah and then they they use that for like more like precise tasks and stuff yeah, and like the tra- one who was who was dissecting people was using them for like using the tools and everything yeah and then their big old hands have like these massive claws on them and big meaty claws <laughs> like i think the the thing that stood out to me is is at the very beginning uh 
well, not the very beginning, but when we, we first see the aliens when they attack the town, and then Jake shoots one of them down, and then, uh, actually, it, it never shows when it escapes, it gets out of the, mm-hmm. the ship, but it ends up in the house somewhere, like, down the street, and you hear a woman scream, yeah. and then they hear some gunshots, and then all of a sudden, something hits the wind the window, and there's just, like, blood, yeah. and I'm like, that's terrifying. Yeah. Especially because I'm pretty sure, like, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet in this episode, but a lot of the effects were practical. Mm-hmm. Like, that ship there on the ground was practical, and I'm pretty sure, like, the crash to some degree was practical. You, I think you even said, like, I don't know if the arms themselves are, but, like, when we first see one of the aliens' chest cavity open up to get the arms come out, you, you said that you thought that was practical. It looked it, like it. Yeah. There's, there's definitely some moments where it isn't, mm-hmm. but there's, I think there's at least one. It's, I think it's during one of the flashbacks that Jake's having, yeah. where he's, like, on the table getting poked at, where it looks like as the thing unfurls. It looks practical. Yeah. And... Here's the thing. If it isn't, that is just the highest praise I can give them. <laughs> right. Because they did it so well that it looks to me like it was practical. And right. I was like, that's amazing. But Which doesn't happen um, often. Yeah. But yeah, like just having that, whatever that object was, like fly and hit the window. You can like see the way it like mm-hmm. hits the, the, just like the curtains and some other stuff. Like... Well, There's just little tiny things like that. Even when the, the when Daniel Craig shoots it down and it, it comes down and like crashes, yeah. it, like there's at least sand and stuff coming up and mm-hmm. dirt. It it looked like they had sort of it's just like I don't know pulled the thing through a bunch of sand or dirt or something yeah. or, or whatever. But like that looks like they actually crashed something into the ground. Yeah, and so they're like. When that's that's what I appreciate in a movie because we've talked about this a lot and I don't want to like rag on it too much but mm-hmm. the the difference between practical and, and CG it's like yeah the, I think this movie has a really good balance where there's practical when they can mm-hmm. and then there's some moments where it's just like it's not feasible to make a practical set or a practical yeah. like animatronic for all these creatures well and yeah and I think that's the the early two thousands we were doing a lot of just straight CGI mm-hmm. you know like just but I think lately we've been getting better at at mixing the, both of them. Yeah, right? we've been getting better at using practical when we can, and then enhancing that with CGI. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it's kind of funny when you get m- more of both of like so you get more just like someone tries to do it all in uh, practical or all in CGI never quite looks right. But when yeah. you like mix it, the two of them, you use both of the strengths. That's when it looks the best in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think they did, at least from what I could see, they did a pretty great job of it in this movie for it being 2011. Yeah. It's like, again, surprisingly well Yeah, for a movie that's premises cowboys and aliens fight each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> but see, that's the thing that I talk about is John Favreau is one of those people. Like, um, you would have a lesser person who would be hired to do this and they're like, okay, it's cowboys and aliens. We don't really need to care that much. Yeah. John Favreau is a person who cares a lot about the things that he does. Yeah. So I don't think he would have taken this if he wasn't planning on caring about it. You know? Yeah. I mean, we, I don't know if we mentioned it. I, I keep saying that. Yeah. I need to stop saying that. But um, we the this the script for this movie has been bouncing around for a while. I think yeah, it was like ninety seven. You told me that it was like ninety seven when it when it first was like pitched. Yeah. And so you also said there's like a six or seven writers or something on the six writers. Yeah. So we we had a, we were thinking that maybe that's because each time someone like 
passed it on, mm-hmm. the other writer would like add or change some things. Yeah, because so. like even if the other if the first writer didn't actively work on this movie, they still, still have to credit. Yeah, them they still have to credit the work for, that they did do. So. Yeah. Yeah, and so like that could be a like a little bit of a warning sign where it's like yeah. maybe it wasn't good, but I think I think it was just it waited until the right like team found it and was able to execute on it. And right. and like I don't want to I don't want to like pretend and say that this movie is is groundbreaking or amazing right. or fantastic. Like it's not. But it's just good and it's just as good as it needs to be. Right. Like, there's nothing wrong with it that I can say. Like, like I think <laughs> we've said this multiple times, but having just a, a movie that is fun is not a bad thing. Yeah. And, like, the, this, is, this isn't even a movie where it's, like, necessarily a turn-your-brain-off movie. It yeah. could. You could do. I think the first time I watched this, it was like that. I was yeah. just like, ha-ha, Daniel Craig's, like, awesome, and he's shooting aliens with a laser <laughs> cannon on his arm. Yeah. That's neat. <laughs> but like there is more nuance to it than that. Like there's the relationship with mm-hmm. uh Dollar Hyde and his son and then his adopted son, Ned, right? Is it Ned? Ned sounds right. I think it's Ned. Yeah. I, I Allie's gonna get at me for not remembering names <laughs> again. I can tell you. I when she listens to this, she's gonna be like, ah, she's gonna be clenching her fists and like punching the nah, no, she's gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> What was your? Oh yeah, yeah, there's there's more with that. There's like the, the being able to come together with the the native tribes around yeah. there, and like the sort of seeing eye to eye with like how Dollar Hyde was uh, a colonel in the army, and he. I, I think the thing that I I appreciated is when Ned is saying he's sort of describing the kind of person that Dollar Hyde is mm-hmm. to um, the chief. I assume he's the chief. But he's saying, like, he despises battle, but he would never run from one. Because yeah. he he understands the, ne- the necessity of fighting when it's needed, but that doesn't mean he likes he, it. Or he wants it, He doesn't yeah. revel in the battle. Yeah, just... th- that was a really good scene and really good seeing that development where, like, originally uh, um, his adopted son there was saying, like, they were around the fire. He's like, oh, I heard the stories you, you told uh, Percy and stuff. And he said, those stories were meant for you. And, yeah. and uh, you know, classic grump, Harrison Ford. Uh, but uh, then at the end, you know, he eventually dies, and he says, "I, uh, I wish I could have had a son like you." You know, they had that kind of reconciliation, yeah, which is nice. And you know, that's the thing is, we've said this multiple times, but there is always something for you to look for if, like, if you just look at what's presented to you. You mm-hmm. know, like most of these movies that we talk about, they have things like. Like A Team, this, you know, uh, John Wick, you know, stuff like that. It's all on surface level can be turn your brain off, you know, you don't need to worry about it. But if you look at it, at what they give you, there's always something there. Yeah. And sometimes you do have to look a little bit. Well, and and that's the thing too, is it's okay to have your own interpretation too. There might be something that you see there that the the creators may have not intended at all. Yeah. (laughs) They may have not, like, I've seen so many times where someone brings up something to a creator or an actor or something. It's like, oh man, I really saw this and it really meant the world to me. Is that what you guys intended? And they're like, no, but I'm really glad you saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Or even better when they're like, it wasn't, but now it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, yeah, and there's there's so many things like that too. And I, I won't go get into it because it just came out. You haven't seen it, stuff like that. But I saw Across the Spider-Verse and there's some things that I see in that that I'm like, did they plan that from the beginning, or did they do that now because they're like, oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. like, that works. You know, and so there's a lot of stuff, like, like I said, 
it's all there for you to interpret. And that's part of what movies are is creators and things like that. They have a specific vision, but they also want you to have your own relationship to it. Yeah. They, they want you to be able to, I guess, project. Is that the right term? I don't, I don't know if that's the right yeah, term. But, I, but like they want, they want you to be able to relate. There it is. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> they want you to be able to relate to the characters and be able to like, put yourself in that story to some degree. Mm-hmm. And it's not always with the main character. I think I think that's actually sometimes a bit of a folly with some mm-hmm. some movies is they expect everyone to relate to the main character and so they make them like nothing. Well yeah, and well and, and that's the thing too is like uh you see so many people whose favorite characters from different things are the side characters or the yeah. like like I mean my favorite character from Lord of the Rings is King Theoden. Yeah. Which I feel like not a lot of people would be, you know. He's up there. Yeah. He's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. But, like, I, I don't think, like, the general population would be, like, go to King Theoden. Or even the creators were like, everyone's going to love Theoden. Yeah, I mean, maybe they did. But, uh, yeah. But, like, it, 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 it just sorry. goes to show how, like, every character means something. Like, I think yeah. my favorite character in this movie was the priest. Like, he, it was, he was just so fascinating because he didn't seem like your average priest. And... Like, he even had, like, moments where uh, Sam Rockwell was talking to him about God, and he, he he was like, man, is there really something out there? Is there really... And I can't remember the full words he was saying, but he was like... Well, one thing... I, I think the, the scene you're talking about is he says, uh, God's not always there. First, you gotta earn his presence. Yeah. And then you gotta accept it, and then, like, you gotta go from there. Yeah, because he was talking about faith. Like, he's like, have faith, and then Sam Rockwell was like, really? Have faith? Like, like I, I don't even know if there's God there, you know? And Yeah. And, like, he didn't, like, um, uh, disavow his feelings. Like, he didn't, like, brush away his feelings. Like, no, 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 God is there. No, he, he told him what he believed. Yeah. To, and didn't, like, force it on him or anything like that. He, just, he was like, this is how I see it. And if you would like to see it that way, that's... It's it's a similar... And I bring this up knowing what this might mean. But um, <laughs> I it, it's a similar idea to the priest from Firefly, I think. Mm. But in a smaller package. Because what he what the priest in, in Fire, Firefly shows us is that like you can be a man of faith or a person of faith mm-hmm. and still coexist with other people who don't necessarily have those same feelings or maybe do things that you would deem like unacceptable yeah. potentially. And so like there is you can do that. And it's possible in fact I think I think personally that it's better when you can and better than when you do. Also that's another uh, <laughs> uh, example of a great side character. I mean yeah. all the characters in Firefly yeah. are incredible but and, and was, uh, now that I've talked about it, we might have to watch that show and do it on here. Who knows? <laughs> and Serenity. What's that? And Serenity. Yeah, and the... Serenity too, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, it, it's just very fascinating with seeing uh, the different characters that people mm-hmm. relate to and like Especially being a create, uh, like being a creator, I wonder, you know, if they're like, oh, I wonder if some people are gonna like this guy, or if people like, especially like with, like you said, the main characters, mm-hmm. like, are people gonna relate to Daniel Craig, or, you know, yeah. or are they just gonna really like Sam Rockwell? And I'm sure there's moments there where you're filming it where like Sam Rockwell's doing his thing, and they're like, okay, maybe we gotta tell him to hold it back a little bit because Daniel Craig is the main character, and we don't want him to overshine it or what, you know. Yeah. But like, it, it is great to have. Good side characters. Yeah. 
I I I've said this a couple times, but like I feel like it did just enough, mm-hmm. and so all of these all of these side characters get just enough moments to make them feel like real people, mm-hmm. and like like even little things like the uh, Sam Rockwell's his wife, uh, who's like the barmaid in in the tavern or not, not even a tavern, it's just a saloon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm getting too stuck in that medieval mindset. <laughs> Play D and D too much. <laughs> but um, like even little things with her, where like you can sort of tell that like she she like thinks the world of him and like came out with him to you know follow his dream and stuff like that. And and she like there, there's just a like one conversation where you can get that, and then a little bit more at the end where she like recognizes him when she comes out of the cave and yeah. and just. These little moments with different characters where you get to see just enough of, like, who they are and where they came from to sort of justify all of them being there and being in this world. And I think that, like, we've talked about that a lot because that's one of the biggest things to make a movie feel, like, feel real, I guess. Like, Mm -hmm. we've said that a lot, too, but... (laughs) Um, It's like just having all of your different people be, like have more backstory and more more to them than just what they accomplish for the story or, or what they do like what the yeah. role is yeah yeah mm-hmm. he's not just a bartender he's a bartender who stands up to the the you know powder kid who shoots people and shoots buildings randomly for fun yeah because he's being a dick like <laughs> well and like you said he has a lot of guts. Like, he st- stood up to Harrison Ford a few times, you know, yeah. like, when they were burying the priest and stuff. Yeah, Harrison Ford was like, oh, he's in the ground. Don't worry about it. And I can't isn't, remember what Sam... Well, he's like, shouldn't we say a few words? And he's like, isn't it enough that we buried him? And he says, no, it's not enough. Yeah. And then Dollar Hyde just starts walking away, and then he actually does... He says a couple things, and it's it's a little scuffed, but yeah. that's because, you know, what, what Dollar Hyde said was true. The man who knows what to say is in the ground. Mm-hmm. But he tried. Did his best. Yeah. And and I even appreciate the small little thing where uh, Jake is the only one standing with him, um, and he asks like like was that good enough? And he or he's like good words, yeah. and it's it's just a small moment, but it's it's sincere. He's mm-hmm. like yeah, well, they were good words. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. It like you said, this movie did just enough, and and I think we've said that about a few movies, but like it is. Yes, it is fine to have a movie like this, and it's fine to like a movie like this. Yeah, like I've seen, I've encountered so many people in my life who, like, you know, I mentioned maybe, oh, I like a movie like this, and they're like, oh, but it's not Godfather. I'm like, doesn't have to be. And yeah, I'm like, it doesn't have to be Godfather. I just want to enjoy myself for two hours. Like it's like <laughs> a, a couple episodes. I mean, we've done two uh, critically acclaimed movies in a row. We've done Shawshank and Logan. Yeah. Those are incredible, and it's perfectly fine to enjoy those. But you can enjoy Daniel Craig shooting down some aliens for a couple hours as well. Like it, yeah. that's what it's there for. It's not meant for that purpose. Shawshank was meant to tell us that deep story. Mm-hmm. This was meant to just have a good time, and you can have those relationships and those deeper meanings and stuff like that if you want to see it. But if you, if you don't, it's just there. It's just fun. Yeah, it's just fun. <laughs> so, it, it, it's. I think we say say this a lot, but just enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy it for what it is. And I've heard people, you know, that use that phrase, "enjoy it for what it is," 
mm-hmm. in kind of a negative term sometimes. Like, oh, it is what it is. And I'm like, I don't think it needs to be that. It's like enjoying it for what it is is not a bad thing. Yeah, then don't put more on this movie than what it was trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Because it was just trying to be a, a fun movie about cowboys and aliens yeah. fighting each other. And I and I, as you can tell, we think it did a damn fine job. Mighty fine job. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Man, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna, I wanna be in a western someday. It'd be cool. That'd be that'd be neat. <laughs> I mean, that's another thing that is very popular right now is that Yellowstone show. I've never watched it because I. I don't think I've ever talked about my disdain for Kevin Costner. It's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit uh, irrational, I will admit. But he is. Which one's Kevin Costner again? He was in. Uh, he was in Dances with Wolves. Oh right, 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 right. right. Which yes, I also yes. have a disdain for that film as well. Yeah, yeah, no. I, you told me about this. You told me about it. That's a western we won't talk about. <laughs> It, it's a funny thing, you know. It's it's one of those things. It's like you like Kevin Costner, you like Dances with Wolves, but for me, I every time I've seen Dances with Wolves, I get put to sleep. I know it's just like it's like it's an popular. irrational hatred of something, like me and me and Beats. Mm. I hate Beats. Is it irrational though? Yes. No. It's I've come to terms with the fact that it's irrational. Mm. I don't have any act like it's not like with tomatoes where they are actually like slimy and I and I can't palate them like yeah. they I can't eat them beats is just like I don't have a time in my life where I can remember why I decided I didn't like beets yeah or why I just don't like them <laughs> yeah and so I've come to terms with the fact that I can't justify it but I don't care beets are still off I think we all have that <laughs> irrational thing that we're like you know we're gonna stick to our guns and I dislike Kevin Costner but hey, there are things coming out. Apparently, he's been very difficult on the Yellowstone set, and that's why they got canceled. <laughs> so now you're justifying. Yeah, that. I, I'm like, no, I mean, it's it's coming out, and I'm like, people, I'm like, people should have listened to me long ago. <laughs> I called this t- twenty years ago. <laughs> but as I was saying, is Yellowstone is around, and so that's another Western thing that yeah. is, and I mean, it has a bunch of spinoffs. That Harrison Ford is in one of them, 1923, I think it is, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and so it just goes to show how westerns have stood the test of time. I mean, there's there's Westworld too. True. That's that. I mean, that's kind of a interesting, similar-ish one. premise to a degree. Well, not really, because it's well, like it's it, western, but then it's also like future too. Because it's it's pretty much uh, it's like a theme park. Yeah. In, in the future, where it's like you can go there and do terrible things because, like, it's it's literally that like. Uh, if, if you have a fantasy about uh, robbing a train, go do it. Go you can do it. Yeah, it's, you can. You can make it real. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, we've been a little bit tangenty today, but that's okay. That's yeah. that's part of the experience. Mm-hmm. We 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 do this because we hope everyone enjoys listening to us. Yeah, and sorry, for, uh, sorry for the little uh, break. Uh, it wasn't uh, planned. Yeah, we've been busy. Yeah, and I was uh, really sick. You might hear it a little bit in my voice, but uh, <coughs> no. There, yeah, yeah, well, there's there's one that was not planned. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been sick. I was sick for like four days in a row, yeah. and it was uh, felt like I got hit by a Mack truck. So, <laughs> what exactly is a Mack truck? It's uh, like a semi truck. Oh, you know, like like Mac from Cars. That's why he's called Mac. Yes. Oh, okay. Mac, Mac is it's a, not the other way around. Mac is a brand, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
right. Yeah, I've just never heard it called that before. And now yeah. I guarantee I will. Yep. Like a week from now. Someone yeah. will say Mack truck and it won't be you. And I'll be like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, yeah. We we try to have a good time here. and Yeah, and I know sometimes, you know, our tangents might not be for everybody. But it's just, it's the name of the game, I think, sometimes. Be, uh, because as fun as this movie is, uh, you know, we may not have as much to talk about as, you know, say... Well, sh- it's not even necessarily that. Like, yeah. It's, it's just, it makes us, like, the reason we enjoy movies so much is because it does this. Right. We, we think of all these, like, associations and, and all these different things that are related to it. And just yes. the idea of westerns or, like, some more of the behind-the-scenes stuff. That's why we talk about them. Because... Harrison frickin' Ford, man. Yeah, exactly. Right. We can, I can just, I can geek out about how, like, you're talking about the, the get-up on, on Cowboys. And yeah. the immediate thing that popped into my head was that there's a scene where uh, uh, Daniel Craig is getting up on a rock. He's got his nice little leather chaps on, and he's got some cake, man. And you know what? That pops into my head sometimes, and that's okay. <laughs> we all need a little Daniel Craig butt in our lives. He's a he's a very attractive man. Yeah, he is. And this movie was the first thing I ever seen with Daniel Craig, and so I was I was awakened a little bit when I watched this. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, this is our third movie we talked about, Daniel. I know. Craig, so you know he can do it all. Wait, is it? Our, uh, yes. No, it's our fourth movie. It's fourth. Knives Out. Yeah. James Bond. Uh, uh, Logan Lucky. Now this. Oh, he wasn't Logan Lucky. Uh, yeah, he can do it all. He can do and it. All. Funnily enough, in three of those four movies, he's doing a Southern accent. <laughs> yeah. When he is in fact a British man. Yep. <laughs> And it, what's funny is all of the the southern accents are different, wildly different. Yeah, <laughs> wildly different. He was like a redneck, and then he was a southern gentleman as Benoit, uh, Benoit Blanc. Benoit Blanc. Yeah, Benoit yeah. Blanc. And now it's and like sort of like, a more subdued, southern like accent. cowboy. Yeah, yeah. I'm a cool cowboy. Yeah, he was bringing that James Bond coolness, but with the uh, with the cowboy accent. Yeah. So but anyway, we really like Daniel Craig. I think he's the one we've done. The most of. Maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> He's an attractive fellow. Yeah. But uh, anyway, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Facebook. Yeah, uh, check us out. See things we, we've done recently. Check yeah. out the, the episodes we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to reference, you know, call back to different things we've talked about. Yeah. Because it's always, it's always fun to see where we've come from. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, we've been doing this for a while now. A while now. So. I'm not, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's been a long time. But, but it's a good time. Mm-hmm. And we hope that you've all enjoyed listening. And we say it every time, but thank you. We wouldn't be here without you guys. Yep. We, uh, we always appreciate everyone who takes the time to listen to us. Two dopey idiot nerds. <laughs> hey, don't call yourself an idiot. Okay. I can call you one, though. Yep, that's fine. <laughs> and you can call me one. Yep. And so we're, on the, we're still there. Yeah. You need the self-love, but if someone else can hate you, that's fine. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, always remember to watch what you love and to love what you watch. <laughs>